Welcome to another episode of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sarkin. And every week, we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. Mike, it's been a while, man. Well, we're in a, a multiple season here. This is the holiday season, but it's also the awards season. It's really the officially the beginning of the awards season. So you and I have been inundated with that as well. But it's also, you're back in the city. That's a rarity. Jack Rico it in the city. It is. And I know I should be here more often, man. But listen, I've moved full-time upstate. I come to the city to play, come to the city for work. But I can't live here right now. Just because my brain is fully focused, like just who I am right now is upstate guy. <laughs> it's Jack the upstate guy. But the city has been great. I'm back. It feels like it's back to normal. There's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people getting on mass transportation. That's always a very healthy thing. The holidays are upon us. Restaurants, you can't get seats, man, at restaurants. It feels like every restaurant is packed not so much movie theaters i don't see that level of traffic in movie theaters what are, have you noticed that on your end no well i haven't gone to a lot of movies but it's interesting that you say that because a couple of things come to mind as you're saying it one after the holidays and just you said back to normal and I feel like I want to debate you on that because I think it's sort of like the ocean. If you look at the ocean, it looks like it's back to normal. But underneath the surface, <laughs> there's so much shifting and changing going on. I know a bunch of people who got together with family and whatnot for Thanksgiving. And then they came down with either COVID or the flu or something. Oh. So people either A, are cautious or B, throw caution to the wind and then get sick. So movie theaters have not quite come back. You know, Top Gun is coming back to the theaters for two weeks. It's like, we know we can make money. And I know Glass Onion has made a bunch of money. So, Well, Avatar so 2 is upon us. Avatar 2 That's going to be a moneymaker. I feel like these are the tests, right? Top Gun, we know, beat the test, but it's coming back. We got the holiday movies kicking in. We got Avatar 2 returning. Can these movies bring back pre-pandemic levels of uh, box office numbers? No. Because culture has changed, right? Exactly. And I know we're going to talk about soccer, but I think during the pandemic, one of the things you said to me is how sports seemed almost irrelevant for a while. Yeah, yeah. But now, not only have sports come back, but they're more relevant than ever. Before. <laughs> Sports to me is the panacea for lockdown depression, for any type of major depression. You're not feeling good about yourself. Watch some sports. And for a long time, sports has always been apolitical. It's really just about the game. It's about the stats. It's about the research. It's about the player's passion. Did they lose? Did they win? How do the fans feel? Strategies, drafts expectations of the team, the previews, who cheated, who did it. The drama of sports in itself is the escapism from your reality. And if that reality is depression, this thing gets you out. And I got to tell you, man, for mental well-being, a little bit of sports in your diet isn't so bad. So now that we got the World Cup, 
That's all I've been watching, man. And as you can see, so has all of America. 20 million people saw the USA-Iran game. That game was so significant because, A, it shows that Americans... Now, I don't know how many white Americans or black Americans, or we're not slicing and dicing those numbers up, but Americans, period, people who live in the United States, 20 million of them saw this game, which means that the interest in soccer or football is high, man. And because it's high, comes a lot of volatility also from foreign land. So check this out, man. Look how sports now all of a sudden is becoming a little bit political. Becoming? Becoming? Well, because it wasn't during the Black Lives Matter, we could, you know, argue that it became political. But I don't think that politics permeates every single sport, every single game, every single day. I think there's specific moments where they do appear – Because the country is paralyzed in that chaos of the moment, like a Trump presidency, for example, a pandemic that could also be political. But right now, this specific thing with the World Cup in the United States and race kind of all collided in this one press conference. I'm not sure if you saw it, Mike, but it's been making the rounds. It's Captain America Taylor Adams who was at a press conference and an Iranian reporter asked them this very provocative and controversial question about Taylor Adams playing for the United States. Listen to this. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all... um, Are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, Yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, You know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and kind of assimilate into different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. I did see this, and I thought it was a difficult question to be asked, but I could see he was completely prepared with his answer. And his answer, we could unpack this quite a bit, but part of the context of his answer is that he was raised by a white family. So for him, he's getting asked a question about representation specifically. And as someone who has had to be a representation of blackness in a white family, there's a large context to his answer, in my opinion. There's no correct answer, and there's no way to answer this, in my opinion, satisfying for anybody, really. But I respect his answer and I respect where he's coming from, because at the end of the day, we're watching how easily things can move forward and how easily things can move backward. And we're seeing it being played out right now in this country. Oh, listen, man, what is really interesting about this World Cup versus previous World Cups 
is I think that now that the revelation of racism in America is so open, you know, these conversations are being had by everyone and race really is a part of every single aspect of our lives here in America. You're looking at this World Cup really different. So for example, check out these two sound bites, okay, of these two people. I want you to check them out because they say a lot about where America is right now and the perspective of the white American about a multicultural America. So it's almost like you're either in with the multicultural America if you're a white guy or you're not. And at least on my TikTok feed, I got white guys that love multicultural America. So listen to this first guy who talks about how the NFL got nothing on the World Cup. And this is a white guy talking about this. And he explains why. I grew up playing soccer my entire life, so this is my sport. And I would love to see it actually take off because American football is kind of going to the wayside. Nobody wants to deal with it. Really? No. Look at FIFA. Look at the people here. Look at the culture. You can actually bring an entire world together for a solid month and everybody can just be together and actually enjoy themselves. And you, you're not stuck in that little bubble of where you're from. You can have the entire world come to you. What's interesting to me about this, now keep in mind, I'm someone, I'm the opposite of you. I don't watch sports. I don't follow sports. I'll be honest with you, two, two three months ago, I didn't even know who Messi was. Now, <laughs> oh my, now, Mike, I, are you serious? I, I, I did not. Now I've seen the documentary. I've heard a whole podcast on him. I like, I'm a messy expert now. I can tell you all about him. And <laughs> even the controversy with Mexico because he stepped on a flag and all this foolishness. But I think a couple things have happened in terms of that underwater shift of culture globally in that, like you said, if sports is a panacea for you say the pandemic, but it's also, it's something people go to stress release. People go crazy for sports. Let's just face it. I've seen it. I don't go crazy for sports, but I've gone crazy for other things. So I get it. You have to have something that is your outlet, something that is, like you said, the drama that is not in your life that you're experiencing, enjoying from a distance. I think that what we've seen happen now, especially with the World Cup this year, the world has changed so much in four years that Everything is political. The country they're holding it in, that's political. You know, what the players do on the field, that's political. What t-shirts people wear to the actual World Cup, that's political. Every aspect yeah. of it has become political. It's almost like the 60s all over again, where activism and politics yeah. have invaded everything. And now, Well, that's the difference between the previous huge. World Cups and now. Now that more and more Americans are watching it, and we know how divided America is, will it succeed as a panacea will people come together from sports or will it just create more stuff for i'm gonna beat messi's ass because he stepped on that flag it looked like he stepped on that flag i mean what's your take <laughs> my take is exactly what this second soundbite says about what an american is rooting for america outside of america listen to this hey america you want to see how to celebrate america i'm in el paso and i'm the only white guy here Everybody here is the Team USA. How about we all get on that same fucking page? That is what America should be. Before we started talking about it, I always come back to this thing I learned as a kid. And I know you learned it too. And you used to hear it all the time when you were a kid. You heard it in school. You heard it. It's just It was in the air all the time about America, how America saw itself 
let's just say at least 25, 30 years ago. And it's the melting pot. My grandmother came from Russia. You do not hear the melting pot. And, you know, when I looked it up, you if you put in America as a melting pot, and one of the things it says here, and this is the part I feel is ironic, it says America is a country that is quite literally built off immigration and a mix of cultures. <laughs> Yet that's the thing that's dividing us. Right. And I think what this guy's saying in the soundbite, yeah. he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought that from my white perspective, everybody at this bar should be white because that's what we're selling all across the world. Listen, every time, Mike, just go see it. Go watch the next USA game. But focus on the fan shots. Those fan shots are being produced and directed by some dude in the booth that is most likely a white guy. And this dude, who do you think in his head, what do you think America looks like to the world? Is it a black couple? Is it an Indian American couple? I mean, the only thing, is it a white? Is it only a group of whites? Are there women, female whites? What are the shots that are being taken to represent the United States of America? For a long time, Mike, it's been white faces from like the South that have represented the image of the United States soccer team across the world. And I think what you're starting to see in this World Cup is that multicultural America is now starting to be much more prominent. They're starting to be wealthier. They, they're starting to have that upward mobility where they can afford to go to Qatar and watch a World Cup game front row seats with white people. So when the shots go there and you see the, the, the fan shots, what you're really seeing is this multicultural United States of America where you're going, well, that dude looks Mexican, but he's a U.S. citizen. That person, it's the world. It's everybody's team. It's the team of the world. That's what the United States represents at the World Cup. And it's really interesting to see how these brown blackification of America within this World Cup is starting to show itself, to reveal itself. And bro, I had never seen that up to now. And so these two sound bites are really interesting from a white perspective about which crew you want to be in the future. <laughs> the collective effect of listening to the sound bites and what we're talking, I'm struck by the idea that white perspective, that white view, and then the view we try to project to the world. You hear a phrase like, as American as, and you fill in the blank, apple pie, baseball, but hold on a second, baseball. How many Latinos are in baseball? How many brown and black folks are in basketball? So it's almost as if sports was the original DEI. That's where the inroads were made long ago. And now we're seeing it on the world stage. Sports is that place where if you're the best athlete, it doesn't really matter what the color of your skin is. Now, my question comes back to, though, will there be unity in the fandom 
of sports, especially soccer. It already is, Mike. Mike, it already. What are you talking about? That's what I'm asking. Listen, I've been to (laughs) soccer tournaments. I've been to so many tournaments. I've never been to a World Cup. But in 2026, which is four years from now, three years from now. Are we going? Dude, you know I am completely emptying out the savings account for this (laughs) World Cup. It's a complete money dump. I don't care. This is what I live for. World Cup, United States, Canada, Mexico. If I can go see a game at Estadio Azteca in Mexico, if I can go see a game at, I don't know, Foxborough or Arlington, Texas, okay, U.S. versus, oh my God, could you imagine that? U.S. Mexico at Arlington, Texas or Estadio Azteca in Mexico City for the I final. I mean, can you? I mean, can they you imagine? For that? the border. Yes, no, I'm with it. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bro, that, the fight for the border. The fight for the, the, fight border. For the border. Whoever wins. <laughs> <laughs> World Cup 2026. I mean, seriously, I, if that doesn't unify, that doesn't just ramp you up, rile you up, I don't know what does. And so I love this World Cup. The fact that it's in the holiday season, it goes all the way through December 18th. To have also football, and I'm talking about the NFL football, the two footballs, plus basketball, plus the holidays, plus family, plus movies. It's a really fun time right now, Mike. You even have to agree with that. Yes, there are a lot of things about this time of the year that I do enjoy. And hopefully we'll get to talk about that a little bit more on some shows over the next couple months. Well, Mike, for the next couple of weeks, we're preparing a new episode on the best movies and TV shows we've seen this year. I'm really excited and very curious to see what you've picked as your top three And I'll let you know what my top three are. That's coming up this month. But in the meantime, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for this episode of Brown and Black. If you would like to support this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. This episode was edited by Joshua Tirado. You can follow our comments and opinions on at Brown Black Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now we are on YouTube. We will see you on the next episode of Brown and Black. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.